Welcome to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Thajal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then let's dive in. Hey, my friends. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how to handle the stress in our body when we see disturbing and polarizing information on social media. So the last three to four years, social media went from being this pretty pictures, breezy captions, beautiful images to scrolling because you want to take a break from your life. And then all of a sudden being bombarded by videos with contradictory information, these really polarized, really challenging and toxic conversations and comments and comment threads. And it's filled with attacks and character assassinations and things that are just amplified because we're not necessarily used to seeing conflict around the world and it's affecting our nervous system and it bombarded by images and stories and we have no idea how to cope with that we're sitting in our home where we're safe and we feel guilty for being privileged while people around the world are going through gruesome devastating inhumane situations and they just don't go away when we turn off our feed and the app they really live and stay in our body and so how do we live in this realm of being bombarded by information that kind of comes out of us out of left field and then being being with the activation and the charge that it brings up and if we don't have a somatic practice or a practice to heal our emotions be with our emotions feel our emotions work on our shadow side we're going to be a microcosm of what we're experiencing in a collective realm and so in the previous episodes i've talked about um the the realm of the ego versus the higher self and i want to start with a little bit with that because the ego polarity um lives in the world of right and wrong and urgency and bullying others to speak and shaming others and somatic being with a charge in our body and the motions and it's hard to allow fear and your truth to coexist so we are in a trauma response of fight flight freezer fawn and usually we see with the character assassinations this is a fighting response the lashing out and there's a sense of shielding because we're anonymous and we are not physically in that person's presence and their energy that we feel like we can spew vitriol without any consequences consequences. But rest assured, there is negative karma being created when we send out words because words are vibrations, whether you say them or you think them or you write them. And so we are creating negative karma for ourselves. Um, These experiences and energy, this low dense energy stays with us and it prevents us from quickly moving through our spiritual awakening process. It serves as a block, right? And a hindrance. Um, Not that it's never going to happen. It just slows it down a notch. 
And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you're all about spiritual awakening and higher perspectives and growth in all different areas of your life. And so that's why I think it's really important to talk about this. Um, And when we're talking about the realm of the higher self, it is pausing, active listening, it's self-reflection and curiosity of wanting to understand and relate to the other person. Can you see the humanity in all sides rather than polarizing and taking a stance of right and wrong and duality? Can you really see um, yourself and the other person, maybe your shadow sides, being humble enough to be with your shadows so you can accept and see the humanness in others? So for me specifically, I'm talking about the war that's happening in Israel and Gaza. And um, let's not forget, there's also a war still going on in Ukraine and Russia. And um, when we're bombarded with images of war, uh, I do like to just put into mind is that we're being fed media that the government wants us to see. And we are not, the coverage is not being shown of what narratives we are not meant to see. And so I say that with, you know, take everything that you see and hear with a grain of salt, whether it's from people on social media or the news outlets or government, because there is a bigger agenda that we are not aware of. And as we awaken to the truth of who we are, we start listening to our body and realizing, hmm, that is not a vibration of truth in my body when somebody says that. You can sense incongruence when someone's actions are different than their words and their vibration. You can kind of like smell out and have this inner BS meter meter that is just really fine-tuned. And so even the people of authority say something, you're like, doesn't feel right in my body. And so really listen to those nudges and those hunches because we're going to have to really rely on that rather than just being swayed by the over-bombardment of information and also the skewed information that's being sent out. You know, the only neutral coverage that I really saw, and I was really seeking neutral coverage, was John Oliver did this um, episode where he talks about both sides and who's to blame really is the government and Hamas, right? Not the innocent civilians. And I really really like him because he does um, share you know, both sides of the coin, at least for this, I don't watch him religiously. My husband watches him, but when I have watched him, um, I do appreciate the the neutrality and the way that he's trying to explain things. He's never just like one side. He's always coveraging both sides, which is a f- breath of fresh air. Cause when you see other media, it's only their agenda. And when, what I say is that there is censoring happening because they're in my Canada and even UK followers were trying to watch the YouTube clip. It wasn't showing up for them. So there is, you know, blockage of real information going out into the world. Um, so take everything that you see with a grain of salt and filter it through your own intuition and energy system. So what I really wanted to talk about is when you see something, it jolts you, right? Whether you see an image of a woman or a mother, a child um, in you know Gaza, or when you hear what happened to the Israeli women by Hamas and the hostages or any side of the tone, I think it's like really important to feel for both sides. But 
it's really difficult to be able to go back into your real life and then just function just normally again, because you've seen this activation in your body, you've experienced it. It's now lives within you until you move it out. And I can talk from personal experience last week was really difficult for me because each day my brain was having a hard time wrapping around, you know, the the conflicting information. And I had to sit with the emotions and the charge that it was bringing up in me because I was really effed up and like it brought, it came into my day to day life. I was highly dysregulated. And at the end of the day, I was choosing habits that I was paying before to help me self-soothe and auto-regulate, which I don't usually do. Like I was staying up later. I was craving foods that I don't usually crave. Um, and it's because I had so much activation in my body. And when I tuned into myself, why, what happened, what's going on? It was the information that I was taking in. And, um, I want to talk about like, what is actual rest? Because if we're wanting to serve others and show up and be a powerful agent of change, we need the capacity to do that. And if we're bombarded by information that it's activating our trauma and we're dysregulated, we don't have capacity for our own life, let alone being of service to others. So I realized rest is really not just being still and silent and laying down and, you know, watching TV. Um, that's not always restful. You know, rest is when you're feeling where you are in this moment and you can realize I'm safe in this moment and I can relax and Oh my gosh, your body can relax, your mind can relax, your energy can relax. Like you can be here in the moment and attuned to where you are without feeling guilty, right? Um, and it's the attunement to where we are that we're missing. And most of us, um, we absorb someone else's suffering, what we see and what we hear. And then it becomes in our bones. Like we can't rest when we're attuned to what's happening to other people. Um, and then some people bypass the pain and injustice because it feels too much. Um, and this, you know, when you're resting and attuning to yourself, this is not bypassing because you can't be of help to anyone else unless you're from a grounded energetic state. Um, and so what I mean by attuning to your environment is that you realize that in this moment, you are not under attack. You look around your room, you find safety by seeing something pleasurable, maybe touching and being, having a felt sense of where you're sitting in the room that you're in. And how does your stress and your activation relate to the room that you're in? And does you find some settling in your body? Is there another place in your body that doesn't feel activation and finding that place and kind of tuning into and resourcing from that place and breathing into that place and allowing that space to expand because it's only from that space that true deep empathy arises from a state of non-activation and what do we do with activation when we feel it we feel scared angry confused we want to blame and if it turns into a trauma response we're going to lash out we're going to um it, it, we're going to basically propel that energy to a person that doesn't deserve it and we can't settle down. So we'll use things like we'll eat sugar, we'll watch TV, drugs, alcohol to try to downregulate ourselves. And we won't want to be dependent on those things in order to regulate, right? So attuning to suffering that's not yours is a new realm for us because 
we never had the ability to look at videos and pictures to the level that we see now. And it feels like you're there in some ways, like your body goes there, but your body's here, but your body's experiencing this trauma as we see someone else. And that's how energetically interconnected we are. Um, And I can't speak from other people because I don't understand this, but I wonder if people who see things and feel disconnected and dehumanized by it is that there's so much sensation and fear when they they see that because of what it means for the things that they believe maybe they're Jewish or maybe they, I don't know, I don't want to make any, you know, assumptions, but it's like if you feel disconnected to the emotions of other people is to the degree that we're disconnected from those emotions within us. I can speak to that in the sense that I was so devoid of emotions um, when I was younger because I was so blocked that I didn't feel empathy. I was more rooted in a victim and I felt like completely shallow and an empty shell um, when I lived in survival mode all the time because it was all about my survival. I had no space of being able to sit with other people's survival. And so, you know, it's learning about how to attune to other people's body, but then also learning to attune to ourselves. Um, And so we don't have this need to escape our body from the storms um, that we're experiencing or seeing. When we're living from a state of charge, there's no way that we can rest. So we need to release that charge from your body Um, you know, and I did a somatic exercise a couple episodes ago, embodiment when we are experiencing and witnessing global trauma. So definitely take a listen to that. You might find some rest in your system. You know, another great thing is like I do the workout, which is, um, somatic bundle. It's like a different way of moving your energy to allow excess energy to come out. Breath work is huge. Just even like laying on the ground and listening to some bilateral music, putting a belly, uh, putting a blanket on your belly, um, just closing your eyes and listening to mid-frequency music or Hertz music, just any sounds with the vibration that will like settle your nervous system and your activate your vagus nerve. So how do we handle when you see activation? activation in our body is literally the stress charge it is pressure it's feeling overwhelmed um and you know we it's like a surge of energy almost so it actually makes us feel alive and then you know activation can also like deplete our energy so fast that we feel this drop in this exhaustion um so it's interesting because sometimes when we take in so much information we feel fatigued um we're like oh i don't have that much energy but when we over consume so much information it's Sometimes we're like frozen in a functional freeze where there's so much sensation in us that doesn't know how to get out. And that's why we felt this like propellant of energy of movement through food or through staying active and distracted or cleaning, Um, you know, shaking can help release the charge and propel you out. Um, We're survival in, you know, survival instincts, just like animals that, and, you know, we have this need to move energy out of us. Um, And I think one of the big things for us when we're looking at screens and media is to realize that our body is still, but there's a lot of sensation that's happening within us. So when we turn it off, we now are now flooded with all the emotions and sensations that we didn't really process when we were were kind of numbed out by the screen, right? Scrolling. Um, So a vital part of our survival in this world of social media and doing, you know, seeing this global um, trauma is going to learn how to embody your 
to learn how to embody your own emotions in yourself. You're watching and listening information and then tuning into your body. Like, where do I feel that in my body? Do I need a break? Am I at capacity? Do I have no space to take in more information? Um, and emotional movements are going to be really important. Movement resets, breathing resets. Um, like I mentioned, uh, you know, sleeping really well, getting enough water, like those type of lifestyle habits, you know, safety can be found in our body and safety gives us the capacity to authentically show up and serve in ways that feel aligned to what our soul desires to do in the way that it feels right to show up. And so we're going to serve differently for all of us. Some are going to be activists. Some are going to silently, like we're just not going to spend and we're going to just silently revolt that way. Some of us are supposed to speak truth and try to bring awareness. Um, we're light workers and we're meant to speak up and meant to share a different vantage point and point of view. Um, and I shared before that I really, really have a hard time wrapping my mind around this idea of influencers. I think it's gotten way carried away. We've given way too much, you know, power to influencers thinking that because you have, you know, X amount of followers, it means that you have the right to amplify your voice. Not everybody is well-versed in speaking about truth. And um, I think it's really important that as consumers of information, we never look at ourselves as influences. We are all here to be influencers in our own life, not to influence others. And I think that is the influencer is like the realm. The word itself is rooted in the ego. And I think we're just here to spread light, to be light, embody light, to um, activate and inspire and uplift others through our own service of what we're here to do uh, and really just embody our own truth as we live in our breathing example of it that sort of leadership is going to be activated on other individuals the leadership now is not just that one person on top it is i'm a leader in my own life you are a leader in your life and we're here to lead ourselves in alignment with our higher self when we lead ourselves and we focus on that we start awakening others and so our light is either going to trigger the shadows of others who are not ready to awaken, or it's going to inspire to switch on the light in others. And a person's response has nothing to do with you. It's whether it's their, their nervous system has the capacity to hold the light that you're shining or not. And, um, I think that's really important shift that we're trying to make here that as you are on these platforms, there is no inferior or superior, you know, in superiority, just because someone has speaks out more or, you know, it's not one to like cut them down if you don't agree, but also your voice is important too. And maybe you're serving in a different way. You're not, doesn't mean everyone is going to have an Instagram, you know, platform where they're going to share. But I think that you find your own way of making your own difference, even if it's in your own life, right? So let's talk about bypass because I think people think that if we're tuning to our own safety, that we're bypassing the pain of the world. And you are bypassing if you're not able to feel yourself where you're at right now and all you are doing is attuning to other people. You are bypassing yourself. And we don't want to do that. 
And also, we don't want to be so fixated on my experience that I am not attuned to what is happening to the pain and suffering of others. So there's a happy balance and art that needs to happen here where not only can we attune to other people's experiences, we can fluidly flow back to where we are right now and our capacity. We can attune to ourselves and then also be able to see where other people are at and the pain and suffering of the world without getting overwhelmed and bombarded. And the work that I found that only really has been able to do that is my somatic healing work that I've been doing with Luis Mojica. Um, There's another feed called Trauma and Somatics that is fantastic. Uh, Great information on um, somatic work too, but holistic life navigation is who I follow, who I do courses with. And it's been I think the most remarkable change um, that I've experienced in the last episode, I talked about bhakti yoga, devotion, right? Devotion of being able to heal the intensity of our emotions. And where does that stem from, right? Is the somatic work and shadow work. So when we talk about empathy, we have to be able to feel understanding towards everyone. And I can't say this enough that I see so much like stances of like one side and not the other. And we need a ceasefire. We do need a ceasefire, but we also need to cease just being on separate sides and being able to come in the middle and be like, I see the pain on this side. I see the pain on this side. I see the wrong done by the people who are on this side and on that side. And so it's not about singling anyone out in the sense of like one party, like Israel versus Palestine. It's like they're bad seeds in the Palestinian side and bad seeds in the Israeli side. And um, we have to be able to see and separate who those evil negative polarity individuals are and then attune to what is it that I want to serve and how can I contribute and make a difference that feels right for me. So can we learn how to hold both things and not being about right or wrong? And even dare I say, sit with that this is not even like the truth is, this is not even a reality. This is illusion. This is what the divine and universe, like this is the polarities at play that when shadow gets elevated too much, which is bound to happen and it is happening and it's, you know, been prophesized. This is the time that we're in when it elevates and grows so much. This is the result of it. Um, the miscommunication, the hatred, the ignorance, the sin, the, the short lives that was really stuck to me because what really irks and hits us hard is when the natural order of life is not followed, that it should be that a child grows up to see adulthood and a parent dies before a child, but not when they're in their young age. When you see that going against the law of what the human experience should be, that really, I think, strikes a chord for us, that there's something outrageously wrong of what is happening right now. Let's see how we can work with this. So first thing is when you're experiencing something that is really charged in the screen is attuned to where you're at right now. Look around the room, take a moment to like feel into your body, place your hands. Where do you feel that 
pumping of your chest or is your stomach contracting and maybe turn it off. Like don't keep scrolling if something really triggers you and it comes out of the middle of nowhere when you see this content. And usually I feel like it does. You're not prepared for it. And really ground yourself into reality before you consume any more content, before you talk about it, reach out, um, you know, because you're going to be led by the activation and not your higher self. I think the second thing is to really understand that when you're not in a threat, in, in the threat right now, you can bring that safety into when you're seeing things that, oh my gosh, I feel this pain and horror in my chest, but my legs are free. My legs are not activated and I'm going to breathe through my legs and bring it up to my chest and move that energy down and basically metabolize it out so that we can integrate that charge and that constriction and remain open-hearted, remain with our body to be receptive and to take in. Um, That's the way that we're going to navigate this without buckling under the pressure and becoming part of the ignorance and part of the fear and then acting from that place. So building capacity is a big thing, which is the crux of what I teach in my coaching is how to expand the capacity of your nervous system to handle charge and discomfort and disagreements and, you know, in your own personal life. And then when you see it on a global scale, it's basically the same exact thing. It's not any different of a practice. One thing that I really want you to leave with is the understanding that I am my own sovereign entity. You are your own sovereign entity. You don't need influencing by anyone. You are your own authority in your own life. And you have the ability in the intuition within you to decipher what is truth and what is not. We've all been given the power of that inner BS meter. So as you go through the world, listening to, to information, whether it's through media or influencers or wherever you get information, please let it guide through your gut. And does it feel expansive and truth? And truth means that it's true for every single one. It can stand the the test of time. It is true for you. It's true for me. It's not just speaking our truth and our opinions when it's not asked for. It's what can I elevate myself to understand universal truth and wisdom. And if I can't, then maybe I should just pause and take in and reflect and grow and be able to activate that part of me. And then I can speak from a place that feels more aligned with my soul and not aligned with my ego, the scared, fearful part in me. And I hope that this resonates. If it doesn't, then obviously, you know, discard it. Um, But in our life, we also have to learn the capacity of handling disagreements. And when someone disagrees with us, how to not lash out and how to not take it personally and how to not act out from that energy. So maybe we will see that, oh, I didn't like how that felt in my body. Um, But can we pause and reflect long enough to not speak in that moment and address it later? That's huge, right? The self-restraint and breaking the impulsiveness and that practice really happens in our own life when we're with our kids. Are we micromanaging? Can we just pause and reflect? And my big question I always ask myself is that when I'm angry, I ask myself, what am I scared of? Because there's always fear under being something that you're afraid of underneath the anger. You fear of 
something in the future, some anticipatory thing that may or may not happen, like fear of what's the world that we're children, our children are going to live in? Or is it a past fear of like something triggering you that is an overcoupling of your own story, but not necessarily happening right in this moment? And maybe if it is happening, it's the same type of story. Can you be with it and also know that you are not under attack, that you are whole and sovereign and safe? Um, and if you're physically not safe, you have agency to remove yourself to be safe. Um, so it's all about remembering that we have agency of how we react and respond. And then the next thing I ask is like from my higher self, the question is always, is there an alternative empathetic explanation to this? So can I understand like you, what is making you feel the way that you're feeling? Can I put my side, my, myself and my stance aside in order to understand you? That takes some big, big, big practice to do that. Um, and, but we can get there. I know we can get there. Um, and I hope this really helps you just be able to sit with the energy of curiosity of being able to be with the stance of humanity, whatever that looks like for you. How do you embody that? How do you share that? How do you talk to your children about that? If these conversations happen in your space, rather than staying silent, do you feel the courage to be able to speak up when someone is being super polarized on one point? Can you elevate the conversation to include spiritual truths in it? That's how we're really going to grow, shift, and evolve. And the truth is we're not here to change anybody's mind. Everybody here is on their own spiritual growth and their own path. That's not our responsibility. We have our own free will. And some people are going to pick the service to self and the negative polarity path. Our job is to continually stay rooted in our journey and our path, not in a negative and an you know, egoic way, but the more that we stay connected to our light, the more we give permission to others to activate theirs, who is ready to get activated. So I hope this really has helped you um, navigate just being more attuned with not just yourself, but others. And you can move through activation of stress in your body just by tuning into where you are right now, just slowing your body down a notch, taking a deep breath. Cause when your body and your breath slow down, your mind is going to follow. And then you'll have access to calmer, more regulated thoughts. A regulated nervous system leads to more balanced, clear, spiritual opening, um, infinite, expansive, curious questions and thoughts. Thanks so much for listening to this trilogy. I really do hope that it serves you. If there's any other content or topics or comments or questions that you have regarding this that you'd want me to share and talk about, please, please, please email me at thejolettejolvpatel.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm happy to keep the conversation going. Um, again, this is my way of serving and, um, if it's beneficial, I hope to keep doing it. So let me know. Thanks guys. Bye. I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast today. I really hope it resonates with your soul and you take something really positive away from it. If you found benefit and value, I would so be grateful if you take a moment of your time to just head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave a rating and review. This really does help other moms who are looking for positivity and wisdom to find the podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a blessed day.